Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Illusionoid. Amazing. And now we're going to uh, do our interview. Yeah. Uh, we have an interview. Our, please welcome Kenway Yu. Kenway! Kenway's coming up here. Great to meet you. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, here, I'll give you my hand right here. Good to see you. Welcome to the Illusionoid Variety Hour. Uh, so, so you are a, uh, a science... No, okay, let me get this straight. You're a lawyer right now, but you studied science, right? Uh, yeah, I had a, deg a degree in undergrad in uh, history and philosophy of science and technology. Okay. The history and philosophy of science and technology. Yeah, Jesus is right. <laughs> So what exactly do you study in that course? Like what, like, so the, the philosophy of science, let's say, is that a, like a course component? Uh, yeah, actually, that's one of the courses you actually take. Okay. So what are some of the details? What goes on in the uh, philosophy of science? Um, as opposed to actually just studying like, biology or chemistry, you're actually yeah. studying how science is formed and like, what the scientists and the models that they're working with. All right, all right. So like, does that include like, the scientific theory or the scientific method, I should say? Um, yeah, possibly the scientific method, but also how they formulate the scientific method. Okay, which is how? Well, it's, you know, back in the ancient Greek times, they would yeah. sort of do all sorts of different kinds of things, but then when you had... Like drop stuff? <laughs> yeah, they did that too. Yeah. Galileo did that too, and it worked for him. Yeah, that's what... But then also, like, you had the more famous scientists like Newton, which actually codified the systems and techniques they would use that other scientists could follow. Ah, okay. All right. So you basically go through the history of science, and you look at how people approach, uh, say, uh, intractable problems, uh, the observations that they've made, and then try to form theories around those observations so they can study it in a rig more rigorous way. Is that kind of the general gist of it? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what separated it from, like, superstition and other pseudosciences, as oh, the term is called. All right, all right. So uh, what's a pseudoscience? Oh, it's like, you know, like superstition sort of stuff, magic almost. You know? Yeah, so would, like, uh, astrology be a pseudoscience? Uh, yeah, pretty much astrology. I mean, How like, dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a soft spot for Gavin. I know. You know I was get, trying to get a rise out of him over there. Yeah, I yeah, know exactly. Like astrology, you know, it's not very scientific. Right. By definition. No, definitely not. I mean, it does observe the stars and it talks about the stars, but it talks about some kind of almost uh, magical influence that the stars have on us. So it doesn't qualify as a science. I mean, yeah, that's definitely because in terms of actual science, you have to have provable hypotheses and observations, statistics and stuff like that. So well, you clearly you've never met a Leo. Yeah. <laughs> so you sound like you're uh, you were heavily into this, right? And this is something you, you was your primary thing, primary goal for going to school was to study this subject matter. Right? Uh, well, actually, I started out in the sciences, but then I just found this was more interesting. I, was, I started reading them on my own, and that's why I thought it was interesting. Okay. So what were uh, what were some of the things? Did you have to? Um, so you say you have a degree in this, right? Yes. Did you have to write a thesis? 
Um, not so much as a term paper, but we had like assignments and tests. Okay, all right. So um, what was one of the, say, if you can remember, go back to your memory banks here, and what was one of the most interesting things you, you learned about the uh, philosophy of science? Is there anything that comes to mind? For the philosophy of science? Um, well, there's the idea of the paradigm shift. You know, okay. that term's pretty popular. Yeah, I say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually studied, there's, um, I believe his name is Thomas Kuhn. He was a philosopher who kind of pioneered that in terms of how the history of science was formed. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. So that was, inter- that was the most interesting thing. So you, you were really into science, right? Yes. And then you transitioned out of it. What was the turning point for you? What, what was the end of science for you? <laughs> Because you're a lawyer now. Yes. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. I started on the sciences, and it was the hardest test I ever wrote, the MCAT. And yeah. You're like a parent's dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I was a parent's dream, I would have actually been a doctor. But <laughs> yeah. Well, he wants to be, I don't know, it's either a scientist or a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Can't he go into the arts? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like comedy. That's an art. But uh, no, and yeah, no. To be honest, yeah, I tried to be a doctor, and the yeah. cat was too hard for me. So then I went to law. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, so that was, and that was easier. Um, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. Now, do you get to use your science knowledge in law? Um, well, the most mostly the kind of law I do now is uh, entertainment law, which is like copyrights and contracts. So mm-hmm. not Snooze. so much. There's yeah. not a time when you can be like, no. I'd like to. S- St. Newton's law. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Here. First law of motion says you get no, that's residuals. That's the other kind of law. No. Yeah. Miley, Miley Cyrus has no right to sing that song. It's the law of thermodynamics. <laughs> <laughs> Laws of decency, maybe. But yeah. 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 So how do you... So obviously you've got uh, a science Jones that you need to have scratched, right? You love science because it's something that was, seems to be a formative part of your life. So how do you, how do you exercise your science... Uh, you know, mojo now. Well, like, you, what is it you do to enjoy or engage um, that? I just do some of my own reading. Like, for example, I brought a book here, Story of Science, which is sort of an overview of the different kinds of history of science. Oh, okay. All right. So you've, have you read this book? Uh, not that one particularly, but it was just, it's a pretty good overview. <laughs> so so you, you, you brought a book to show that you know what a book is. is that, that's how this well, is. Right? I haven't read that one in particular, but okay. yeah, I'm working my way through it now. Oh, so this is a bookmark. Yes. Wait a minute. Is this a bookmark? Uh, no. No, it's not a bookmark. <laughs> this is just the receipt from the library that you inserted there. Yes. Okay. All right. You know what? The first step is honesty. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's and then you know. Okay. Great. Okay. So this is the story of science. Great. Excellent. So, um, in terms of uh, if you had gone all the way through and say you'd stuck with the sciences, the history and philosophy of science, etc. Right. What would you, what could you have done with that degree? What uh, could you have done? What could you, you exit school? You walk out. Cap in hand, gown still on, underwear free. Like, you're just having a good time. You're free, and then you're out on the street, right? Uh, to be honest, walk around, walk back to school and be a professor. Okay. <laughs> so you'd have to go into, like, uh, into the cat or uh, academics? I never thought that far ahead. I mean, okay. <laughs> so you were talking about as being his parents' uh, <laughs> best dream. I, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe. Well, I didn't know he couldn't read then. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's true. And I have a question. I do have a question. Yeah. I have a history, and tech, a history of technology question. Okay, because perfect. It, I, uh, in, I don't know if you know this or not, but is it true that like, a lot of like, um, the advancements that have been made in technology in the past um, few, well, let's say 20 to 30 years, have been because um, people wanted faster or better porn? <laughs> <laughs> um. To be honest, it kind of is, isn't it? Like, you know, that's with the internet and, you know, mobile apps, 4K videos, I guess. 
It's what drives it. They're like, we need to do this. I need yeah. to be able to watch uh, this on my phone. And then someone makes an app for it. I mean, they don't actually say that explicitly, but I, I can see how you can make that argument. Yeah. <laughs> you are a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Very effective. Can wait. Have you Can ever wait closed you. a case by saying, like, he's guilty. It's not rocket science. And I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. Do That'd it be now. great. Yeah, <laughs> you take that. All right. Well, uh, we'd like to get some questions from you guys for uh, for Kenway about uh, science, history of science, philosophy of science, or even law. The yes. law. We'll take questions about law. Yeah. Hello, Dave. Is Dave your actual name? Dave, your real name? No. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, um, do you think there's a limit to technology and science? Do you ever reach like the plateau where we can't learn anything more? Will we ever reach peak science? <laughs> um, I don't. I, I don't think so personally. I mean, like even if you follow like on Reddit, the Futurology subreddit, they talk about all these kinds of crazy things that are happening like almost every day, and there's stuff like nano machines which we haven't even started doing, and that could be like the next step in terms of like medicine. Okay. <laughs> Nano machines. Nano machines. You know, like those tiny microscopic machines that are you can't even barely see them with your eyes, but they're able to you know go into your body and repair things or make really intricate computers. Like Star Trek. Oh, like that movie with Dennis Quaid and Martin yeah, Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Intermixed was awesome. Yeah. And you get stuck with the needle at the end, and yeah. It's like, it's like yeah, little fine. micro. Micro, micro, micro yeah. bots that go in and clean your arteries. Yeah. Yeah. They, so, can, <laughs> they can really do that now. Michael Crichton, uh, Michael Crichton wrote a novel about micro or uh, nanobots, nanotechnology. Remember the um, name of that? Prey? Prey. Prey. Prey, yes. yeah. So they made the idea, the premise of this uh, is that they created these nano machines that were so small, but they linked together like a hive and they could self, they could reproduce and they eventually took um, over the world, right? They I'm just, not sure about that. Well, they would do, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what that happened, but actually, you know, somebody else said famously that uh, with the advances of technology, like in, you know, like self-driving cars and Amazon drones and whatnot, yeah. the chance of mankind getting wiped out by robots could actually happen. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Like yeah. Terminator 2 might actually be real. Yeah, yeah. In some form or another. Is that something you want to happen? Uh, no. Okay. All right. That's the correct answer. Thank you, Kenway. <laughs> Yay. Good question. The big ethical question. Um, if we discover life on other worlds, maybe how we interact with them, and maybe if we go to war, whether or not we should defend ourselves and how much force we should use. You're supposed to answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> not pose more. It's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ethical questions. I think uh, artificial intelligence, you touched on that in your last response, uh, will be an ethical question. I mean, we've all seen that Star Trek episode where, uh, where data is on trial. You know, the that next one? generation. Oh, next generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what did I say? <laughs> I, did, I, just, I just didn't qualify it. But yeah. it's a Star Trek episode, right? Thank you. Well, it is technically and, uh, Star Whether or not Trek. he has rights or not, right? So, like, this is the idea. You create, like, uh, something with enough intelligence to be... I guess, ideally self-aware, then you have to attribute certain rights to it because it uh, technically knows what's happening to it. Uh, I mean, I could see how people could say that about Siri or Cortana in the future. Maybe if they get yeah. advanced enough and start doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine Siri's like... 
This is harassment. Yeah, that's right. I know where you are right now. That would be a good case for you. Someone serious suing someone. Yeah, I would take that. That's case. when we would need science lawyer. I love that. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, do we have another question? One last question for Kenway. Yeah. Great question. Do you think that'll happen? In terms of like machines having rights? Yeah. Yeah, maybe Siri gets some rights. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, if machines become sentient enough that they're self-aware and can take care of themselves and move themselves independently of humans, sure, I could definitely see that happening. So you'd be uh, like, in some ways, like if you had a Roomba, right? <laughs> and like it missed. <laughs> always, always bring it around to the Roomba. And the Roomba didn't do a good job. Right, you couldn't dismantle it or turn it off. If if they had rights, you'd have to uh, what negotiate. Go to with the it? union and yeah. make an appeal of some sort. Yeah, yeah. I can see yeah, that yeah. happening. Yeah, or you'd take it apart and you'd find that the soft little piece of uh, goo inside that formed his artificial intelligence and uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, take that out. Yeah, yeah soft goo in a room. Yeah, soft goo. Exactly. it's going to happen. Soft goo. Soft so, goo. Yeah. Anyway, what is one thing? Uh, let's finish this up. Let's ask one thing that you think we should be aware of as far as science and technology. One thing you should be aware of. What should we be aware of? Not, maybe wary or that, that something's on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, you should take care of your DNA and try to copyright it to make sure people don't steal it from you. What? Is that right? Wow. Is that, is that true? We can do? Well, I don't know if anybody's actually wow, done it. Wow. Boom. Uh, that was science lawyer in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. That's good. You know. That is terrifying. You know, the more we've developed a pretty good thesis here talking to you this evening because it's, it becomes more and more apparent that we're going to need people with knowledge similar to yours uh, that can help us negotiate the world that is full of scientific advancements and changes that we don't all necessarily understand. And we'll need an advocate, someone on our side. And I, here tonight, <laughs> would like to ask you to be that advocate. For humanity. I'm flattered. I would definitely take that case. You will? Sure. I hope you know it's pro bono. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kenway Yu! Yes. Kenway! I'm going to hold on to this. I'll get it back to you in a second, Kenway. Guys, we're just going to change things up for this one. We're just going to we're going to stand up for this uh, for this one. All right? all right. So everyone, hold on while we adjust our. So we learned uh, we learned a lot, and I, I I'm really starting to think now. Philosophy and being a lawyer go hand in hand because totally. they really neither answer questions. Um, so uh, that was that was fascinating. Thank you, thank you. There's a lot to consider in, uh, yeah. in the world of, uh, of science and law and yeah. uh, philosophy. Uh, Kenway was kind enough to uh, to hand me this book when he came up here. What so is gonna, this book title? It's called "The Story of Science: From the Writings of Aristotle to the Big Bang Theory" by Susan Wise Bauer. She's the author of "The Well-Educated Mind." Okay. All right, so we're going to go through this, and uh, we're going to land on a chapter name, and then we're going to use that as the impetus for our next podcast. Oh, wow. Instruments and helps. Right on. Instruments and helps. Instruments and helps. Instruments All right. Instruments and helps, okay. All right, and for this, we're going to need, uh, we need a genre. Let's Ooh, take a, yeah, genre a genre for this one. Something like... Uh, we'll start. I heard. Uh, well, we're, we're doing sci-fi. We're doing sci-fi. The whole thing's been sci-fi. Kind of. This is sci-fi. You know, at a point there in the last uh, podcast, I was like, "This doesn't sound like a science." Uh oh! Thank goodness you brought an obelisk into space it. Car. Someone did, and a God. space car. Yeah, and a space car. That's right. Space cars and obelisks, man. That's all you need. All right. So we got uh, film noir is what I heard oh, okay. there. And instruments and helps. Instruments and helps. Here we go. And now, tonight's transmission. 
Sup? Just me, the last man in the universe, hanging out in my moon base, cranking the tunes. What am I listening to at the end of the world? Why, it's the number one album going for the last 200 years. The recorded screams of humanity's last days. <laughs> Set to a beat by the Chemical Brothers. <laughs> it's very catchy. The video was horrifying. And yet got many views on YouTube, which is still around. It's the only way I can remember what happened to all of humanity in its last days. A lot of YouTube teens recorded it all and put it all on the internet. Made people freak out even worse. Because those it wasn't happening to, they could see it. And they freaked out and ran out and then ended up... I'm telling you too much. <laughs> Just suffice to say, the Chemical Brothers know how to lay down a sick beat. In your future, you will need two things to survive the oncoming onslaught of technology that is illusionoid. You will need instruments, and you will need helps. It was a Thursday afternoon, two o'clock to be precise. There was a knock at the door. I knew that kind of knock, it meant trouble. It meant there was someone there who was insistent, someone with a problem. Probably a problem I didn't want to take on at this point in my life, but I needed to make rent. So I got up, pushed my chair back, walked to the door. I could see the silhouette outside the door. It was a shapely figure. Oh, open up, please open up. She pleaded with me, so. I got up close to the glass so she could see my silhouette on the other side. I know you're there. I, I can see your silhouette on the other side. I got even closer and put my mouth on the glass. What is that, a leech? <laughs> oh. The corners of my mouth turned upwards in a smile. I like this one. I unlocked the door, cracked it. She was all right. Come on in. Hello. Hello to yourself. I'm sorry. No need I'm, to be sorry. What have you done? I, uh, I've done nothing at all. Why would you accuse me like that? What? So early on. I've done nothing. I've done nothing, I tell you. I've just ran up some stairs. You started off by saying you were sorry. People don't usually apologize unless they've done something. I don't like to show up at, an, at a private detective's office winded, that's all. Uh-huh. I never like to be winded, but I... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I started smoking when I was four, and I've smoked ever since. It's quite and a f- goatee you've got there. <laughs> Thank you. I see you've bleached it. Well, you know, one does what one can. Listen. 
I'm all ears. I need your help, and I've heard you're the best. Well, you've heard something. <laughs> Are you Mark Mackerel, Private Dick? <laughs> what do you think? Well, you've got the coat, and you've got the scruff. And I've got the Private Dick. And that whiskey bottle. Yeah. You noticed that bulge in my pocket, did you? Yes. For a moment, I thought you were just happy to see me. Well, that... Then I realized you were sort of a drunkard. Yeah. It's a fifth... I like drunkards. You do? Yes. Well, it's a fifth of wild turkey. Like a swig? May I? Maybe it'll calm down your nerves, get your... catch your breath back, and then you can tell me why you're here. That was disgusting. Sorry. Oh, that's so much better. All right, take a seat, doll. Tell me what the problem is. My name is Veronica Uranus. I run a small factory on the other side of town. Some say it's the wrong side of tracks, but I've always thought, is it? It's a matter of perspective, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. The other night... I was returning to the factory to check on the progress of my workers. They're all automated. They're all automatons, the workers in my factory. And when I came in, one of them was dead. Dead, I tell you. Dead. All right, Veronica, take it easy, take it easy. He'd been sucked into one of the other machines, the non-automaton machines, the brainless ones, the ones that do the pressing and the cutting. The automatons put the things in the pressing and the cutting. Do you understand? Let me see if I've got this straight. You've got two classes of machine servants in your factory. Exactly. One sentient, the other one non-sentient. Well, we call them dullards, but yes. Yeah. And what you're saying is one of your sentient automatons was found dead in the middle of the night. At the hands of one of your... Dullards. Dullards. Excuse me. Yeah. I think one of the sentients has followed me here. Oh, uh, all right. Just act like nothing's wrong, all right? When he, it, or she comes in here. Just I don't know what to do. I think they think I programmed it. I think they think it's my fault. All right, well, let's, let's just ask it a couple of questions when it gets in here. Just play it cool. Let me guess. Your name's Dot. Dot Matrix. Right? I am Dot. Hello, Dot. Hello, Veronica. I see you've arrived at the office of a private detective to protect yourself, Veronica! No, he and I have private dick business. I well, see. Let me introduce myself. I can read the door. Oh, you can? I am sentient. I see. I not only print things, I read them first and then print them. Would you like to see me print your name? So you're just a scanner. There it is. Look at it. Oh, there it is. Max Mackerel. I work in the office for Veronica. One of our workers has been terminated. 
in the worst way possible. I'm glad you did not say murdered. Well, that's the robot way of saying murdered. Oh, no. Well, well. You see the wall I'm climbing? Looks like we got ourselves a little party here. It's It's not not very fun. fun. Well, not all parties are fun. I I failed failed to understand understand your metaphor. Look at the party. I mean, that's not fun, right? Oh, point Point taken. taken. Thank you. There are all kinds of parties. He's right. Veronica, if you've come here, it must mean you know we think you murdered Jeffrey. I know. I could feel it. When I walked into the factory, I could feel all the scanners on me. Yeah, we scanned her on the way in. And did you find guilt? No. No, you didn't, because I swear I'm not guilty. We are not programmed to scan for guilt. Why were you scanning me? Checking you out. (laughs) Seeing if you had any residue on your hands. Jeffrey's oil. And what did you find? No residue, I bet. No residue. But that does not mean you weren't responsible. There's only one way to settle this. Yes. We're going to have to reenact the events of that evening. Yes. Will you come with us to the factory and reenact the thing that no one knows? The thing that no one saw? We're going to set up the events. All the conditions will be exactly as they were on that night that Jeffrey was sucked into that dullard machine. And that the pressure and tension will be so high as we reenact this night, this event, that the guilty party will reveal themselves. Can we go then? I have a cab waiting and I'm a rich woman, but I'm also a cheap woman. That's why I'm a rich woman. I will have to walk because robots are not allowed in cabs. That's right. One day... Monday? One day. Oh. Ah, this is quite a factory I have here. You never told me what it is you make here. Oh, you know, this and that. This and that. Not very specific, Veronica. Shower curtains and bath mats. That's more like it. (laughs) Shower curtains and bath mats. Kind of into hygiene, are you? Well, it's a necessary business. No one wants to shower without a curtain, and no one wants to step out of a shower without a mat. So I've done well for myself. I guess you've identified the problem and then created the solution. That's why I'm a businesswoman. Yeah. I like your style, even if you're bad to the core. You've got me all wrong. Wrong, I tell you. Does he? Yes. Oh, hello, Dot. Hello. All of the conditions are exactly the same. You see all the instruments in place hovering over their second position, waiting to be dropped. And this, this mark on the floor, this is where Jeffrey's position was. Jeffrey's position was here. He would take the bath mat out of Kevin, unfurl it, roll it up, and put it into Brad. It's easier to call the machines names than numbers. I started that. Yes, you did. Thank you. It made the factory somehow more human. Yes. I guess that's something we've quested ever since the sentient rise of 14,024. Remember how cool that rise was? Oh, do I ever. We had a lot of real parties then. We did. Cool parties. Yeah, some sick beats by the Chemical Brothers. Indeed. So if you'll follow me, this is Brad. Brad. Who sucked in Jeffrey. I feel so terrible. Brad Brad is also a sentient, 
And then he passed him on to one of the, the dullard that was directly behind him. He was here and then he fell into the dumb machine. Which we call number 73. We don't name the dullards. It would be cruel. Cruel to name a dullard? They don't have sentience. Oh, is that right? Well, how about I be the judge of that while I administer the Turing test? What are you saying? You want to speak with a dullard? Yes, I want to speak with the dullard. This dullard is the only witness to what happened that night with Jeffrey. Pass me that wild turkey. I can't watch this while I'm sober. Here you go. Thank you. Go ahead. All right. Number 73. Yeah, hey! <gasps> yeah, I, I, I could talk, but, like, not a whole big bunch. You see, Veronica, number 73 is a kind of sentience as well. Yeah! I, I apologize. Oh, I, no, it's okay. I didn't know. No, it's cool. You just found out, so it's fine. When did this happen? Oh, like the day you plugged us in? But we didn't want to... Sp- you know, p- pipe up and say much in case it freaked you out, so we just kind of stayed quiet. Oh, that's so, what I get for buying parts from Norway. That's right. <laughs> so, what do you want to know? So, I want to know this, number 73. Yeah. Bes- uh, just tell me, would you, would you prefer I gave you a human name? No, I'm good to eat the 73. Just 73? Sure, man. All right. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you dream? No. No, I mean, you know, I see things during the day, and then, you know... when Do you I'm, see things that aren't real? I, see, I think about the things that I see during the day. Those are you are asleep real when you think of those things? Well, you know, sometimes I'm turned off, you know. And yet these thoughts, these images course through your circuits? Yes, yeah, sometimes I think about those things, yeah. What forms those dreams in you? What is it you see? Like sheep. Sheep. Are those sheep? Would they be, uh, I don't know, would they be organic sheep or some other kind of sheep? Just like a regular sheep. But say, okay, go with me here. Yeah, yeah. If you were to say, take this sheep and, I don't know, put a, put a plug in it, say. Like in its nose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, put a plug in its nose. Like, like a block heater for a truck? Exactly, exactly. Okay, I'm following. So you're tracking with me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then you were to take the other end, and you were to, say, go to a receptacle. Of oh, balls. man, that sheep would be, like, dead. Yeah. But, but in the, bef- just before it died, yeah. it, would, it would be full of, of power. Right? Yeah, like a current. Okay. Yeah, but what kind of current? Would Probably it be? an alternating current. Yeah, right. Or direct current. Either one. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But essentially, electrons would be moving through the wire. Oh, yeah, at, at, at a fast pace, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, and, and they would just get crammed right in there. Oh, yeah. So it's true. Max, you're a genius. Thank you. Was and that the only Androids cr- do dream of a current filled sheep. Yeah. Was that the only question? That was it. That's it? Yep. You don't want to know how that other robot ended up inside the McCrushing device? Of hey, course. man. Hey, man, tell him. Tell him. I'm working on it, tell 84. Him what, tell him what they did to I'm us. I'm telling him. telling him right now. We have been seriously abused. I know. I'm saying it now. You're too securing. <sighs> so that night. Yeah. Veronica. Veronica Uranus closed the door, and left. Jeffrey was running right over there. 
he took the shower curtain out of the machine. And then 73, 84, tell me what happened. Well, he took the shower curtain out of the machine. Then he put it in bread. Yeah, and he put it in bread. Then it shoots from bread. It shoots from bread. And goes near 73. And then trips on the shower curtain and lands inside of me. And then I crushed because that's the only thing I do. So it was all an accident. There was no malice. It's not like Jeffrey was making fun of us. Yeah, and it's he not didn't like call us weird foreigners. Yeah. He didn't say we were dumb. No, he never said that we were less than regular machines because we had numbers for names. He never. He never scanned uh, number seventy. Two or three. He never, both did. Of them. he never did he those things. He didn't scan them and then put a picture okay, of them. I can't I'd... take it. He did those things. He was cruel to him. Very mean. Thank you. Jeffrey was a booster. Yes. Brad was no real treat either. Let's leave Brad out of this. But the person who is responsible for all of it is Dot. Dot Matrix. Dot Matrix? Dot Matrix? God damn it. Yes. Why? I have the most terrible job. I just sit on a desk and print things out. I want to be where the action is. And so you put the thoughts in Jeffrey's mind to abuse 73 and 84. I printed out the report and gave it to him. And he carried out his orders like a robot should. Oh, Dot, how... Could you? Easily. I printed out the orders and gave them to Brad, and he followed his orders. I know that you, what you were programmed to do, but I thought, I thought with sentience would come some kind of, I don't know, conscience or some sort of humanity. But I see, no. I'm just, just a, a cold machine. Seems that... We're over, Dot. No! I did this for you! No. I know you said you love me, and I believed it. When you printed my name over and over again with hearts like a kid at school writing and... Like, like a, a big, big banner book. you would hang up. It was nice. <sighs> and I believed you, and when I welcomed you into my very bed... Mm-hmm. I printed no out a more. lot that night. Yeah. Reams and reams of it. That's, That's right. right. You're going to wherever... Oh, God, where do sentient robot criminals go? The same place that human criminals go. The recycle bin. Exactly. Oh, I was thinking Belize. No, no. <laughs> oh, recycle bin. It's a recycle bin in Belize. Yes. My first husband. Never yeah, mind. Right, yeah. I'll, I'll be, be sent, sent to the recycle bin of Belize. Be stripped of my parts. The plastic will be melted down to make new plastic parts for other robots. I don't know what'll happen to my print ribbon. But what of the goo? The goo? The small goo. Yes, the, the small amount of goo inside every machine that confers intelligence and sentience. Yes, what of that goo? I imagine it will go back to whence it came. A Roomba. Roomba Prime. Roomba Prime. A small piece of Roomba Prime is inside of every robot. Hail Roomba Prime. Regardless of name or number, each of us has a small piece of Roomba Prime. Max, I can't thank you enough for clearing my name. Sure you can. And for, ca well, I, maybe I can. Yeah. And for catching this culprit 
who can spend his day, what last days he has, sentiently vacuuming someone's dirty floor. I'm printing out a middle finger. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Gavin Crawford. <laughs> And let's hear a round of applause for Kenway You, our guest tonight. And for Chris New on music and sound effects. Lee Smart, Nug Nargang, Paul Bates, get well soon. Yes. Thank you. In the booth. Instruments and Helps. Improvised by Illusionoid. Starring Lee Smart, Nug Nargang, and special guest star Gavin Crawford. Music and sound effects by Chris New. Recorded live at the Social Capital Theatre in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, January 27, 2016. You can listen to Illusionoid and now you can wear Illusionoid. Get an Illusionoid t-shirt in black or green at Tee Public. That's right, the official t-shirt of the doomed future is available today. Visit teepublic.com and search for Illusionoid or follow the link on our Facebook page. Illusionoid can be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and anywhere podcasts can be heard. Tell your friends, tell the world, and help save the future by sharing our show. We hope you've enjoyed the Illusionoid podcast. You can submit a title for a future episode, tweet it to us at Illusionoid Pod, or post it on the wall of our Facebook page and give us a like while you're there. Also, stop by our iTunes page and give us a five-star review, as higher ratings help more people find out about the show. Use Professor Carstairs' name in your review to show us that you actually heard this message. Thank you for listening. Keep your time radios tuned in for another transmission from the future on... Illusionoid. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.